0: I want to give you guys a little update on the birthday sale promo that is going on this month at the salon. So this is week two of the promo and you guys, they're freaking flying. I posted on my Instagram stories a little bit ago that on the first day of the promo, we sold $900 worth of product in like three hours. It was like almost three and a half hours. Wild, wild. We were just like setting them out and our customers, they just know. They know that when we do a sale, we don't mess around. We don't pop up sales all the time. We don't have stuff on sale all the time. Like we don't, you don't have to dig for something good. Like it's presented in a way that speaks to the way that our buyers like to buy. And it has been remarkable doing this for the second time for the bag promo. If you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't go to my Instagram stories, check it out. I. Have custom printed these bags and they're like, and everything is bag is what we call them. They're a cosmetic bag, they're a swimsuit bag, they're a like junk bag, they're a toy bag, they're literally like, it's a bag within a bag in my purse and I keep my phone cords and my salon quarterly journal and all of this kind of stuff in there. And it just is my favorite thing. Like I'm a bag person. You know how it is. We're just like bags and bags and bags. And you've got a little bag for this and a little bag for that. And these are just like phenomenal because you can wipe them down and they're really cute. And I printed them a little bit more on brand this time, which has been more fun. They're way cuter and just way more. They're just way more on brand for my salon. The, at Christmas time, they were fun and very like spunky, but... uh We didn't do that this time. And I ordered more of them. I'm 99% sure we are going to sell through them. We are just like blowing through them right now. And if we don't, it's okay because they're not, like hot pink, like they were at Christmas time. They're very neutral and they just say ooh salon. They have our Instagram handle. They say since 2007 and then they have a hashtag that we use. And so, yeah, just wanted to give you that update. It's going really well. Again, I stuck with the promo that I had done at Christmas. We tweaked a few little things on it and it's performing really well. And so that tells me that that's a promotion that sits well with our clients, that they're inclined to move when they have to buy at this level, right? Like when when there's something, like when there's a blanket sale, it works for them. But what also works is that it's a blanket sale at three items or more because buying one or two things is not, that's not the vibe. Like I want to have a blanket sale that works and that moves product. Yes, when we've done like 20% off in one day, it's fine. But this is about like getting them to move and make big numbers, for the salon, getting the product to move and to create big numbers for the salon in terms of retail. Craziest thing I used to spend, I don't know, maybe like a hundred bucks to, to have like a party day, a promotion day. And we would do a big thing and it was so much work and all of this, like just waste and, you know, cookies and champagne or donuts and whatever. And it was super fun. I'm sure if you've been hanging out for a while, you remember seeing all of that. But I used to spend like at least a hundred dollars, right? A couple of bottles of champagne, a bunch of donuts, and then like the setup and printing out the flyers and whatever. And we would do it for one day, and I would do a blanket sale and we would sell tons of retail. In fact, our best promo day that we had ever was like a three thousand dollar day. It was a little bit shy than three thousand, like I want to say like twenty-seven something. That was fantastic, right? That was amazing. But most of them were right around like twelve hundred bucks because we would do it on a Saturday. We tried to, you know, like br- people would come special for the sale. It was a big deal. It was super successful, but it's way better to spend zero dollars, literally. Or, I mean, I'm spending money on the bag that we're giving them for free, but like I'm not doing any like party accoutrement, no decor, nothing. I don't have to hire extra receptionists. I don't have to do anything. We just do our regular business for two weeks and make what we made in one day at some of those party days, so I mean, literally blowing my mind. It's it's like it's my goal that every single client that comes into the salon takes home a, a, a bag. That's that's my that's my goal. And I would say I had one client yesterday not purchase a bag, and that client is my actual best client, and she's not moved by a sale. She's like, when I need something, I buy it. Like. <laughs> like all right cool she did say if there's leftover bags she'll pay me for one but like she didn't need anything and she wants to support me full price like does that just make you want to cry so wonderful I love Elaine thank you Elaine also you can probably hear my voice sounds a little bit wonky because you know your body will only do what your body can do and I have really um I've had a a pretty wild first six months of the year, and I kept saying, I can't believe I'm not getting sick in my head. I would never say that aloud because you know you're going to get sick, but apparently you shouldn't even think it uh, because I returned home from Orlando, and the last couple weeks have just been kicking our household's rear, and we got the junk going around. It's primarily, I think it's allergies at this point where they've coming the cold has come and gone but now it, the weather changed three times in 3 days and here i am. So, that's where we're at. I just that's your reminder to listen to your body. I I will tell you, I was like upping my supplements, doing all of the resting, like just you name it. Like this is what i do. Like pumping elderberry syrup, i mean, organify, my mushrooms, like i love this stuff. I nerd out on that stuff and it just wasn't cutting it, you know. That's that's really that's just what it is because you can only do so much you can only do so much And your body will tell you you get warnings and you have to listen So if that's you right now, that's your reminder rest hydrate vitamins good food exercise Things that make you happy fill up your cup. You know, what really did it for me This is just gonna this is like well, you said fill up your cup What really what really did me in was going with my girlfriends and staying up way past my bedtime way 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 past my bedtime having a ton of fun and then right right off the heels of coming home from orlando and kind of feeling like i was like i knew right but what am i going to do i'm not going to miss that weekend with my girlfriends so i'm paying for it and unfortunately so is everyone else maybe they gave it to me i don't know say everyone else in my household is also paying for it but here we are it is what it is and uh let's get into the episode What's up, and welcome to the 10 Minute Beauty Business Podcast. I'm Lexi Lomax, your host, salon business coach, and mentor. I'm a salon owner of 17 years, and I am here to share with you my experiences and expertise, my failures and successes, so that you can have fast, effective biz solutions in the salon. Each week, I will bring you inspiring and actionable conversations to help you meet your goals. The 10-Minute Beauty Business Podcast is here to serve you. Now let's get to it. I love to play in my business. And one of the ways that I'm playing in my business this year is by offering micro-mastery experiences. I know that there are so many things that we have to learn as business owners. There are so many things that we have to do, and it feels overwhelming because sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, where do I even start? And for me, I want to start with something impactful. I want to start with something that I could learn today and implement today. So this year, I am offering micro mastery experiences, one every month. So it might be a masterclass, it might be a short form container, it might be a mini mind, some sort of mastermind experience, whatever it's going to be. It's going to come to me in that quarter. I'm planning ahead. You know, you know, your girl can't wait till the last minute, but it's kind of like, what do you need? And I'm bouncing off of with, with you guys in the DMS and in my coaching programs, and we're diving deep to one topic for each month. And that's it. This is just like, it's the way that I like to learn. And it's becoming the way that I love, love, love to teach because I want you to have impact. I don't want you to be overwhelmed when you come to learn something. I want you to be like, I can do this. I can try this on and i I can do this. Like it's going to start making me money now. It's going to start making my business and life balancing act better right now. These are the things that I want for you. And they're the exact same things that I want for me in my life and business as a salon owner. So please check out the Micro Mastery Experiences. There's a different one every month, but if you miss one, you can also go back and grab a replay. And if you join the Masterclass Pass, replays are all included. So check it out and let me know if you have any questions. The link is here in the show notes and feel free to DM me. I worked for Kao Salon Division, K-A-O, it's a a Japanese corporation that owns Orbe, K-M-S, Goldwell and like literally and that's in their salon division and then they own like beauty products galore that are in all kinds of every store across the world literally like Avino, I don't know if they still own Avino, but like that level of stuff. So I worked for Cal for gosh almost 10 years as a a nationwide educator national educator teaching cutting and styling primarily with KMS but sometimes with the other brands as well. And I loved it. That was so much fun. Like it was just so cool to travel the country, meet hairdressers. And really, I'm so grateful for that time with Cal because I learned how to be a facilitator. I learned how to be an educator. I learned how to do so many things that now serve me. And I learned really out in the field in salons across the country and traveling and seeing. Actually, I got to travel internationally too. That was really fun. But I got to see and be in so many different salons. And the questions were rarely about hair. And the things that I like to talk about were not about hair. I mean, I still obviously love hair and I love teaching hair. That's why I have an assistant program. But it was always the business that lit me up and that's, and I even, I, I tried, you know, there, there were things that I was like, Hey, can we do this? Could we open a new thing? And it just, it wasn't the right time. And I guess I'm glad it didn't happen because if I would have done it with them, I don't think I'd be doing it here with me. So all of that to say, I learned so many things working for cow. And one of the things, and one of the most influential people in in the whole organization, in the salon division is Sandra Humphreys. And Sandra was the director of education. It's probably not what her title really was, but she basically is like Oprah to me. Like Sandra is fantastic. I need to have her on the podcast as a guest actually, but she used to always at the end of any of our big conventions or any of the small things or Just whatever it was, Sandra would come through at the end and she would be there the whole time and she's like the big mama bear, like hugs and how are you? And she remember things about you and like, you're like, how do you even know who I am? There's so many of us. I mean, wherever she was there and she, at the end of every event, she would get up on stage and give a keynote that the whole room would be in tears, the whole room. And before I had the baby, I really didn't cry very much. And Sandra could get me every freaking time. I'd be like, okay, well, Sandra's going to the stage like past the Kleenex because she's so freaking inspiring and she loves our industry so much. And she just is a wonderful human with so much to give. So Sandra gets up on stage and the thing that she would say every single time, because she's like inspiring us as educators, as trainers, as creative directors, as all the different positions of the company. She's inspiring us all to go back out into our salons and into the salons we're visiting on behalf of Cal. And the thing that she wants us to do the most is be best in class. Right because she's t- she's sharing that all of this with us so that we do a good job for the company so that the company's sales continue to grow so that, like it's all about business, right? And there's no shame in that. That's just like that's her job. So, Sandra tells us every single time without question that we have to be best in class. And so I mentioned that on a podcast episode a few weeks ago about being best in class. And, and Pam, my podcast editor said, Lexi, I think you need to dive deep into that. Like, tell us more about being best in class because that phrase is just like, it's stuck with her. Like, what does that mean? So I want to start this episode with our 10 minute beauty business tip, and it's going to be a two part. So you're going to start now and then you're going to come back and and when we when we finish the episode you're going to fill in the rest. But I want you to think about what does being best in class mean to you right now? Before I give you the whole spiel, what does it mean to you and and what is being best in class in your salons, in your businesses, in your suites? In your spas? Like, what is that for you? So that's part one. And for me, being best in class means that I show up with integrity, right? As a business coach and a salon owner in everything that I do, that I leave everyone and everything literally better than I found it, that I am a positive influence on those around me, that I inspire others, that I uplift others, that I help others do the thing that they want to do so that they're in their business, so that their life gets to be better. Like, that's what being best in class means to me. But it also means just doing your job to the best of your ability showing up and looking the part showing up and doing your job to be so detail oriented that the person is blown away by the level of customer service like that I communicate at expert level with my clients and customers and everybody in between right like anyone that I come into contact with I want to be a clear communicator I want to be calm I want to be in charge of my emotions these are things that mean best in class to me so When you go through and make your list, just think about that. Like, what is it for you that means best in class? Like, maybe you have no redos or that you, I mean, it's not saying that you're perfect at all, but maybe it's that you get, you really are excellent at at communicating with your clients during consultation. Maybe you're an expert in balayage or foliage or whatever lived in look and like, they're just nail it out of the park. Perfect. Your photos are always impeccable. Like, what does best in class mean for you? And really sit with that and like let it marinate. We're going to dive into how to be best in class, in my opinion, and, and what in the salon and in our businesses and what you can do to, to make your own definition just grow a little bit further, to be a little bit more expansive in being best in class. First thing that I think is most important in terms of being best in class is knowing why you're doing it, right? Like, why do you want to be best in class? And that comes down to something different for each of us, right? It's going to be a personal thing. But for me, I just really can't do anything without knowing that I'm, I'm giving it my all. Like, I have to be authentic to me and act with integrity. And then I want to do my actual best for that moment. Now, my best today, you can hear it in my voice. Like I'm giving you my best, but it's not my voice. I can't control that, right? But what I can control is I, I, I thought, okay, well, my voice sounds a little raspy, but the information is still going to be there. It doesn't matter. I'm going to give it to you. Now, if I was like super tired and like coughing and hacking and couldn't stop, then that's not best in class. Then we need to reschedule, right? Then I can't record this podcast right now but that's the that's the idea of me showing up and giving you my best whatever my best is in that moment even if i was coughing hacking and sneezing like i'm going to give you my actual best and figure out how to do that whether that means rescheduling or going on with the show Next thing in terms of being best in class, in my opinion, is knowing your products and services and your craft inside and out. So if you are saying that you are an expert in lived in looks, guess what? You better freaking be an expert in lived in looks. You need to know your stuff and then also deliver on what you say you're going to do. You need to know what you do and who you do it for and treat your business like a business. You need to have comprehensive knowledge about the things that you offer because this helps you communicate accurate information, answer the questions, be with confidence when you are in your business and with your clients. And it also helps you to offer appropriate solutions to offer the appropriate at-home care services, referrals, these sort of things. The next thing is that you must communicate well right? You have to develop strong communication skills and effective communication is at the core of every successful business and also at the core of customer service. So you have to be attentive, you have to listen, and you have to control your your emotions in this because sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with your emotions, but we need to be empathetic and respond clearly, right? Communication is huge for all levels of business, but specifically customer service and being best in class. Like, You want to use positive professional language. You want to make sure that like what you're saying is understood. You don't want to confuse the customer, flip the idiot switch, all of that stuff we want to avoid. Next to be best in class, we want to be proactive. We want to understand what people need before they need it. And, you know, it's so interesting because when I was – just right before I had the baby, I was researching like, how do you, like, what am I going to actually do with this baby? um, And like, uh, how do I do this? So I'm like, okay, I need an expert. So there's this woman called Taking Care of Babies, or her name is Kara. And she is a nurse that has this whole program. And her whole thing is like, get to your baby and take care of their needs before they know they have a need. And then you have a really happy baby. Now, of course, there's ex- all sorts of circumstances that might be outside of that, but primarily like- that just makes so much sense. But I didn't know that until she said it. Right. Same thing applies in business and to be best in class, like take care of someone before they need it. Like don't have them wait to be like, I'm so thirsty. Like have no, when you're going to ask, like ask them if they want to water or coffee, like ask multiple times, like be really consistent with your care and service for them. And, and really like offer the solution and the assistance in multiple ways. So sometimes I'll I'll offer my client water, coffee, tea, like what can I get you? Those sort of things um, at the beginning of the appointment. And then I offer it again multiple times. I'm like, Hey, are you still good? Like, are you sure you don't want to water or anything? Think about it. Like when you get on an airplane, the flight attendants, they come around. Well, not right away, but you know, once you're up in the air and they can push the little thing around, they offer you like whatever you want in the beginning. And that's your opportunity to get whatever you want. And then if it's a long flight, they'll come back around with just water because they're just taking care of us. They're anticipating our needs before we need them so that she can go sit down and read her book or do whatever that she needs to do. I'm sure they have like tasks, et cetera, to do on the the plane. But they're taking care of you before you have an issue or even a potential issue could arise. And and that enhances the experience because there's nothing negative that enters their mind. So I guess being best in class is a little bit about customer service, but also about business presentation. It's about managing expectations before they become an expectation, right? So you're setting the tone. You're staying in control by being best in class. Next, I think that you need to really practice emotional intelligence and be empathetic. So we need to put ourselves in others' shoes and our customers and in, in our stylists, our renters, our employees, and understand their perspective. And this is one that I also mirror back to salon owners all the time when they have an issue in their staff with leadership or even just like a subordinate, anything that's going on. This is a huge one for me that I always come back to. How can we work through this? And what would you do if I, if you were in my position, right? You want to put it back on the person that caused the issue. What would you do if you were in my position? Like, how would you feel? How would you feel given knowing all these things that you know, and then this is the situation, et cetera, et cetera. Like we always want to be empathetic, but also acknowledge others' feelings and, Demonstrate concern for them, but also when we have these moments where we have to, you know, when it's not necessarily customer service, when it's in house customer service, we want to offer them an opportunity for them to also reciprocate this and have emotional intelligence, right? We want to keep things calm. We want to, of course, no drama, no drama, no drama, speak with kindness, integrity, be a heart centered business, all of these things. Like you can gossip all you want, like with your friends, but not at work right? And you can't gossip with your friends at work. (laughs) Like, you know, and, and frankly, if you're really asking me how to be best in class, like don't gossip, just be kind, give people grace. Like, you know, it is what it is. It's a whole other podcast episode. Next, we want to offer personalized service. We want to treat each customer and individual like as the only one that matters. Of course, there's so many others, but in that moment, they're the only one you're focusing on. And if you have multiple clients at once, this is a fine art form to make sure that they still feel really taken care of, but you can do it. You want to offer that personalized service by treating each customer as an individual. Like, and these are kind of things that you've probably heard me say a lot, but it's address the customer by their name like multiple times. It's kind of like old school stuff, but it really does work. We want to remember their preferences. Hello, take notes in your booking app, use the past interactions to, to remember like what you should and shouldn't do. Like, And if you have a lot of openings in your books, like go back and really think like, how could I make this extra special for this client and take a little extra time so that then she goes home raving about me? You know, like those little things that, the personalized recommendations, solutions, they really make your customers feel valued and appreciated, and that speaks volumes. This next one is one that I struggle with now that I am not behind the chair every day or, or more days than not, is being responsive and timely. So because I'm not behind the chair like I used to be all the time, I have a different response time. And with texts and DMs, and of course I use my booking app and all of those things, but I could do better. Like if I see a a text come through, like I have a 24 hour response time that's in my business expectations that I've set up for myself, but it is, it's crucial to providing exceptional service. Like I need to be fast with it and it's better to be fast. It's better to be responsive than make people wait and question. If there are issues, you must take ownership of them. When things are, when problems arise, like you have to take ownership to resolve them, even if it wasn't your fault. And and you can address that as you take responsibility, but until it's resolved, like you have to hear your customers out. You have to hear your staff out. You have to figure out what to do, especially if you're in a position of leadership in your salon, you have to keep everyone informed of the progress and and what's going on and what happened or why this happened and what's going on or how you're going to remedy it. If the highlights, if you had a bleed mark, you share that immediately. You tell them how you're going to fix it. You take care of them. They just want to feel taken care of, and that makes you best in class because you know there are people that are so afraid to say that they had a bleed mark, so they say nothing, and then the client goes home and looks at it in the mirror, and then guess who's like gone down a few notches in their book, right? We want to always create a positive and supportive work environment and like an environment for the client to be in. So if you're a leader in your salon, like you're creating this space, you're really creating that work environment for them that they feel comfortable to be in. It's happy. I mean, a happy and motivated team is so much likely to provide an excellent service, right? So, and if you work by yourself, like you have to take care of that too right? You have to take care of yourself and collaboration is fun. You want to train to go to education, invest in yourself and your team. You want to look for things that would enhance the customer's experience overall, whether that's you going to education or bringing something new into the salon like we did with our iced coffee bar last summer. I mean, just these things, what makes it better for your client? And where can you just you know, continuously improve. Because if we're not continuously improving, or like tidying and maintenance, these sort of things in in a salon, then it starts to go the other direction. And if you're not taking care of your craft in the same way, right, in terms of meeting clients with technology as the world moves forward, if we're not taking care of our guests with the latest and greatest techniques or these sort of things, like it starts to kind of slip away. And I'm not saying that you have to be on the forefront of anything, but you just want to be mindful that being best in class puts you as a leader for the service that you that you give. Like you are their beauty expert, so show up as the beauty expert. And along the same lines in being the beauty expert, like you have to show up on the scenes and off the scenes as the beauty expert, so what do I mean by that? I mean, like, when you're online and you're posting, you need to be showing things that are beauty expert related that position you as the expert, as the master of your craft. So that comes down to your personal presentation as well, like what you wear to the salon, what you do in the salon, how you act, speak, etc. Online in salon should be the same. Now, if it's a personal page, like, don't have clients follow it if you don't want to show up the same right? Like there's all these people that have multiple pages and it's just like, do you really need to post that online though? If it's not something you want people to see in your business as a business owner, like I don't even know why you'd post it. Now, if you want to have like a private page or just, you know, or it's just for friends or just for family, like fine. But if you have two public pages, I don't understand that because your business is an extension of you. And why do you want like, to make more work for yourself and you're probably neglecting one or the other. So just combine them and don't post things that you wouldn't want clients to see. Now, if you have a private page, that's your business and I don't have an opinion on that. At the end of the day, you need to show up the way that you want to present yourself. So what do you want to be known for? Like, do you show up in in a way that shows that off? Does that Do you exemplify what it is that you want to be known for in your business? Do you show up in a way that You know, shows your client that you are the beauty expert. All of this is super important in terms of continuously improving. And then, additionally, if you're a leader, like you set the tone for everybody else. Sandra also would say you need to be dressed two times higher than your client, like two levels above whatever salon you're teaching in. So, if the salon is like a super duper casual, like San Diego, California salon, and they wear flip flops and whatever, you just have to be two levels above what they're in. You don't necessarily have to go in like a ball gown or a suit, but you have to be two times like fancier than they were. Now, I don't know what that means. That's just like your own personal presentation and definition there because you need to know what they're, what they're going to be because you want to position yourself as the expert. If I were to go show up in flip flops in a very California outfit, like that's fine. But do you think I'm the expert if we're dressed the same? No. Like, it's just we're not. And and that's not – now, appearance isn't everything. You guys, like, we live in 2023, so we know there's all kinds of hot buttons about this, but I'm just going to say it. Perception is reality, and if I'm trying to be the expert, you better believe I'm showing up as her in my physical form and what I look like and what I'm wearing. And let me tell you, there is nothing worse than walking into a salon. And because I'm from California and, and from San Diego, where it is, like, literally the most casual place in the whole wide world – that I would travel to the East Coast or to Canada or, you know, somewhere that is fancier or I would be like working with all these European hairdressers who are like the fanciest of fancy and they've been trained by Sandra directly, right? So she's saying best in class and two time two levels higher than they are and all of this stuff. And I would be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm literally going to a funeral in like somebody else's clothes because I would be like, okay, I'm dressed up, but I just still wanted to be me and it and inevitably I always looked so freaking casual, even though I felt like I was stuffy and like way too dressed. And eventually I learned how to do it. Right. I just would buy like all these like crazy leather black clothes and I don't know. They were, they were fun, fun for the moment, but it was still me. But do you know what it felt like to show up as California Lexi to these trainings or these salons all across the country and feeling like the staff was dressed two t- two levels higher than I was that they, like if you were putting me in a lineup and you just asked like, you know, a bunch of people on the street, like who's the beauty expert? Like they weren't going to pick me out of that lineup. It only happened once. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Two times for San Diego, California girl is like five times for East coast people. And I don't know if it's still like that, but I think the whole world has relaxed so very much since the freaking pandemic. But I will say that even then, like we still need to be the beauty expert and show up. I just had a conversation with all my receptionists as we're in summer now. It's finally starting to be hot and the sun is finally freaking came out in California. Thank you. Um, <laughs> that like, look, you cannot, like, I know that styles are casual and summer we get a little like, you know, hot. And so you don't want to wear as much clothes. And like, I get all of that, but you're the face of the salon and I'm just really sorry. We'll crank the air. You can't wear shorts. You cannot wear shorts because they need to be dressed two levels higher than any client that walks through the door right? Like your client can't come. And think about it before I was a stylist and maybe this happened to you too. You used to be like, Oh, I'm going to the salon. I'm going to look so cute. What am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? Now I know that that doesn't always happen. And we have these women come in and I'm like, okay, I'm thinking maybe all you did was brush your teeth, but then they drop a thousand dollars on their hair and ain't nobody even thinking about it. But at the end of the day, My staff and the way I present myself, we need to be best in class. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we sort of like get lax on. And I don't care if you're wearing Vans and jeans and like a graphic tee and you are cute as all get out, but it's pretty casual, but you've got accessories on, like you have done you to the max, like your hair is done, your makeup is done, like you gave it time and attention, like you don't have to be someone you're not right? Like that, we know that. Like we want you to be you. That's why your clients love you. That's your point of difference. That's all the things, but it is very important that you do you times a hundred. Like if you wouldn't wear it to a date, like a first date, like don't wear it to the salon and granted like no hoochie mama stuff too, right? (laughs) I don't know what kind of first dates you go on, but you know what I mean, right? There's all of these different levels of personal presentation that we have to take into account in order to be best in class. Here's the rest of your 10-minute beauty business tip. So you've already discussed or written down or thought about what it meant to you to be best in class. So now I want you to go into that list and make a second column of things that you could improve on in your current business, in your customer journey, in any aspect of your business to become best in class. I hope you have the best week being best in class in the salon, and your spas, and your suites, and your studios, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I love creating them each week and connecting with you after you listen on Instagram. I really love it when you tag me and share the episode to your stories. It's twofold. It lets me know that you're podcast people so then I can go and do a little friendly stalk and and drop a love bomb over on your page. And also it shares the show to your followers and your friends and fellow hairdressers, which I totally appreciate because this is a free show and it's difficult to grow the podcast without your help. So thank you much for that. I'll see you on stories and right back here next week.